countryside is overgrown. There's a lighthouse in the sound, wrestling with butcher girls. She don't ever change her clothes. Masterpieces Welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm tonight's host, Christopher Bowd, and I am joined by Housewife's favourite, Louis McCaffrey. It's me. I'm back after a bit of a hiatus. Yep, yep. It's um, a- I just really wanted to use that word. But I took some time off. I thought about things. Um, and I, I think I'm back stronger than ever. Mm, the beard's decent. The hair is the what hair- I would describe as mediocre. The hair's gone. The locks, it's the long locks are gone. I have shaved my head. Yeah, I'm not even envious of that. I just wanted to fit in with the majority of the podcast. No, the mediocre hair. Look, I mean, Kieran's wearing a hat. He's so ashamed of his. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big baldy, so. Yep. yep. Yep, you're not putting us to shame. Well done. Kieran, hat wearer, ginge. Good evening, right? <laughs> How are you doing, sir? I'm okay. Good, 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 good. Um, how's your weekends been, gentlemen, before we get into the... Uh, I was alright, I put my tree up. Put my tree up, started... The 2nd of December. Started, started eating my chop. Early. Get in the mood. What's wrong with you? Come on. If it's after the 1st of December, I think you're fine. It's, it is early, but it's November. That's, that's where the I, I mean, that's mental. I wouldn't have done it in the 29th or something like that. No, that's, that's nuts. Setting's alright, but... Nah, I think next weekend for me... Oh well, lovely. <laughs> Have you got an advent calendar? Nah. He's waiting to the 12th I'm not for that a, as well. I'm not like chocolate, the, you chocolate, don't forget. I'm the, the Scott Allen of the pod. You can get gin ones and all that, all sorts of advent ones. <laughs> you'd be, then you'd just be hung over it every day for the whole of December. Yeah, that's true. Or you could get a box, a 24 pack of tenants and put the numbers on it and... Sorted. Aye, I'd still be hungover every single day. <laughs> <laughs> One can <laughs> 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 Um 
So, a um, lot going on, a lot of games, a uh, lot of variety in the games that we've had, obviously. Motherwell, three times. Um, the last pod they spoke about the, the cup final, so we won't talk about that too much, but uh, since the game after that, I had a little bit of a penalty, so I've got a cat destroying wires here. Um, I, I would say penalty controversy, it depends really. Was it really controversy or was it just... Uh, that mad mainstream media mob stirring up nonsense. Mm. Um, so the pe- I'll, I'll start first of all the penalty for the, the the cup final. Where did you guys fall on that? It was a penalty. I mean, the 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 guy has his hand on Sinclair's arm. Granted, it's not enough for him to go down. He does dive down. Um, you can see with his legs, his legs collapse down. Um, so. That's probably what's frustrating people were, but then I believe uh, during the Rangers um, Aberdeen game Wednesday, Mackay Stephen was pulled back and didn't go down and didn't get a foul for him, which an automatic pull should be a foul, even possibly a yellow card now. So people were kind of questioning, so was Scott Sinclair right to go down to kind of make the, the foul aware to the, to the referee? Um, but at the end of the day, it's the referee's decision. I mean, Scott Sinclair's given the referee to make the decision, Depends on which way he's gone. Gladly for us, it's went the kind of right way. Um, but from the camera footage, you can see because I think the mother will kind of management and that and team are going along the lines of there was no contact at all, and that's what infuriated them even more. But I was like, no, I'm, I definitely see the, the guys um, Kipri putting his arm on his hand on Sinclair's arm to kind of pull him back. So no, nah, I'm pretty sure it was a penalty. Louis, um, <coughs> I. I, I don't know. I, I think Sinclair, yes, there was a bit of contact. Is it enough to go down? No. But I think Sinclair has been stung in the past with there being contact and him staying on his feet and not going down and not getting anything for it. Um, so I think he's been victim of that himself. It just depends. I mean, Brendan Rogers, I think, came out and said he hasn't given the players any instructions in terms of if they feel something to go down. It's up to the player. Um, is it cheating? I don't. I don't see it being as bad if there is genuine contact. If he feels anything in the box and he take, tries to take advantage of it and goes down, I find that in a way more acceptable than some of these ones where there's there's no contact at all and they just absolutely take a dive. Cranky yesterday. I didn't see that. Oh, no one near the keeper. And he actually, as he's going to, he actually puts his left leg towards the keeper to try and make contact. Doesn't even make contact. Well, and he goes down. Well, he called him dead right, caught it, and booked him for it. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just think, um, I, I can see the argument. You don't want that, and you don't want it in the game. We don't want. I mean, I don't think any of us want Celtic players diving. I mean, we've been victim of, you know. We get cheated out of a, a Europa League or UEFA Cup final with cheating and diving and time wasting and all that sort of thing. It's not something I want to see Celtic players do. But remember, we were 1-0 up at the time. We weren't getting beat at that point in the game. It wasn't as if... Or it, it wasn't 0-0 and he'd done it in the last minute to, to snatch a victory when we didn't deserve one. I mean, we were winning the game anyway. So... Yes, there's a wee bit of a debate, but is it a penalty? 
Probably, probably not in terms of how much force was put into it. Second so, one, thinks different. All right. Well, it's good to hear from you, Louis. But here's the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> it was a penalty. It was a one hundred percent penalty. There is no debate about the fact it was a penalty. The guy. It's not about oh, if there's contact, you go down. There wasn't. It wasn't about there was contact. The guy grabs him physically holds him like a small wrestling move. Now, whether or not it was enough for Sinclair to fall, I don't think it was, but the guy's impeded an attacker attacking the goal. It's a foul in the box. Therefore, it is a penalty. All day long, doesn't matter where you look at it, what angle, the guy grabs him, he falls. It's a penalty. See if the guy grabbed him and he stayed on his feet, it was still a penalty. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I take your point. If he showed the intent to foul him, whether he... Oh, he did, he did foul. He might not have made him fall over, but he fouled him. He impeded him in the box Aye. by grabbing him. You can't yep. grab somebody. Sorry. Fair you enough. Can, you can shout out being a man's game and being a contact sport. It is not a grabby sport. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, nowhere in the can't he just grab each other? Go about grabbing each other, which is what he does. It's a hook. It's a hook-like motion from his hand. That's called rugby, and it's if, a different game. It's a shite game. That's what that uh, is. If, uh, if, if you were playing five spout, which I know you tend to do sometimes when, when you're Maldini top, mm-hmm. if you were in the position where someone grabbed you, would you have went down? I would power through them, but I would then stop to point out that they'd committed a foul. Obviously, the same thing is, Bill would never be at that end of the pitch. He'd be doing the fouling, he'd be doing the grab. I'd be using my uh, uh, wit and positional uh, intelligence to, to avoid having to grab people. That's what I'd be doing, Lou. Or I'd be in the corner waiting, you know. Aye, probably. But whatever's more appropriate. It's a, it a penalty. All day long. Um, and I, he, he did, he chose to go down. But that is different. As you say, there's a difference between diving and feeling something and going down. And then even that, where he was, it wasn't even, oh, he felt a glance, so he went down. He was held. A penalty. But in those situations, the referees have got to be stronger. All players are going to do is, players are going to force a referee to make a decision, whether it's the right one or not. So... I think, they, I think they need to be stronger on everything. They need to be stronger on um, diving, but they also need to be stronger on defenders holding people in the box. You see it all the time. And it just shouldn't physically be happening. You shouldn't be in any way grasping at another guy. No, but that's You're really against the grabbing, aren't you? I fucking hate grabbing. <coughs> you ever been grabbed? Next, you'll be wanting it to not be a contact sport. Just keep away from each other. Aye. Kick the ball. That's fine. Put those big bubble things around the what about, What's your position on slide tackles? I fucking love a slide tackle. Nah, I see. You can't be a slide tackle. No? Um, aye, so the second penalty. I've only actually seen it once or twice. Um, again, McGregor's game. getting himself between the ball and the man. He's making the, the defender have to do something. What I think, again, I think it's just basically this defender's stomach or his body's behind McGregor and McGregor feels that touch and goes down. Um, but again, he's the, the, the defenders obviously been a bit overzealous to try and get to the ball. So again, they're looking at the way McGregor's down. Is it quite a bit soft? Is it enough contact to put you down? But then if it puts you off balance, I mean, it doesn't have to be an over heavy touch. It's still enough a, a touch enough to put you off your balance. Um, 
three over. So yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say both and wear penalties. I think that one was was a tailor to two angles wasn't it the the first camera angle that everybody saw um, and the one that was getting played out on social media it was like no it looked soft it did look soft second camera angle that later came out I think most people went on oh, no, that as a penalty guys need them because he's leading with his knee and he's also got two hands on his back I mean that's I think I, I think that was a penalty. I, I think that was a penalty all day long. And the big furore about it was obviously because at that point Motherwell were winning, and it's in the last few minutes of the game, we're about to lose an unbeaten record. You've got all that thrown into the mix. But at the end of the day, it's it's one incident. It's one tackle. Forget all, like whether we are on an unbeaten record shouldn't come into the judgment on that foul. And that, for me, if you look at it, because the second angle is actually probably more representative of what the the referee saw in terms of his positioning. And I think that looks like a penalty. I think he got it right. But because of when it was and the context surrounding it, Motherwell are really releasing statements. And it was really calm as well. I mean, that's even a bigger surprise. Mm. Doesn't he like us? No, usually he's seen things with eyes in the back of his head, that boy. True, true. Um... Aye, if uh, and we're very close to losing that, that record, as you said, would that be a kind of particularly brutal way to, to lose it? A loose to go and go away to Motherwell? Especially when we pummeled them, and you see it was at 20-odd shots, like seven or eight on target. They had one shot on target, and it was actually us. It was Lustig's attempt. Um, so that would have been a kind of harsh way to lose when you've put so much... But then we haven't, we've seen that so many times during the season where... We're getting that way where we're having to just batter goals, uh, batter the, the opposition's goal to try and make chances, occasionally getting only the one goal, but still coming through with the victory. But that, see, it's that kind of way now the clubs are now desperate to bring that end. They're fed up listening to this whole uh, winning streak or undefeated streak, sorry, continuing and continuing. They now actually want to be that club that does it. And they're really... Oh. They're really they're, I mean, for Motherwell, that was... <clears throat> For over the three games, I feel the Motherwell were very kind of defensively set up, very kind of rigid of four four. Motherwell don't normally play that. Sometimes Motherwell can, can play out a wee bit because they keep the two strikers, but. The boy Bowman for all the build up up to the week, or he'll be he'll be doing well. He'll put his put himself about a bit and all that. He's got the elbows. I don't think I, I can't even think of anything he did in all three games. I thought he was so quiet. I thought we've just we nullified him. Um, I think by just by having the ball so much. Um, so they, had, they they were just they were just determined to hold us out as long as they could, and we've seen that in the cup final. We've seen it in Wednesday as well. But I've seen uh, Chris Sutton had done an article about it and saying how teams are, are starting to resent Celtic for this run in terms of, their, as you say, everybody is just desperate to be the team that, that stops it to the point now where people are actually resentful of the fact that we're on it and, and we keep winning. And things like that happening, the Motherwell game away and, and the controversy surrounding the penalty and us keeping it and stuff. I think it's just, it just adds fuel to the fire. But I was in the, the pub on Friday and it was a f- a f- me and a few of the boys were talking about... I, I kind of feel as if it's having a wee bit... Well, until the game of the weekend, I felt as if it was having a bit of a negative impact on us this run lately. I, d- I didn't think up until the weekend... I didn't think we'd been playing particularly well recently. 
And really, the last game where we we played well was Bayern at home. Um, and before that, probably Anderlecht away. And that's not domestic. But I feel as if domestically, we've actually been quite... We've been winning, yes. But we've actually been playing quite poorly. And not quite playing with the same intensity as we have before. You've got to remember, though, as well, we started our season so much earlier than anyone else in the league. We've got to a final, so we've played more cup games than almost anyone else in the league in the cup. Yep. Um, And our players are more likely to be international players than other teams in the league. Yeah, that's very true, yep. You get into December and there's that bit of tiredness that's going to be creeping in that other teams won't be experiencing it's going to be to worse for it. and it's worse yeah. kind of December because obviously more games pile up as well of course that is that is true that's true but I just feel like even when when other players have brought like came in fringe players have came in until the weekend yeah. we hadn't really been yeah there's the freshness there's the aye, aye it's been a bit stale Um and maybe you're starting to think, you know, if we're going to lose this, because we're obviously we're going to lose yeah. the unbeaten run at some point. How would you want to lose it? Like, is there a good way to lose it? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, if we lost it at Hibs, Neil Lennon taking it. Aye, there's certain teams I yeah, can no. think of. I'd rather not lose. I don't it, want to lose it on the thirtieth. Yeah, put it that way. Um, just a young and experienced team beating us. That would be, would be embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in their infancy exactly exactly um, so the weekend a wee bit different <laughs> compared to the other ties six changes hundreds of changes all the changes tell us the team about I'll tell you the team pal because I know you've got it written on the back of your hand I can take it from memory because you know that my memory's fantastic um, so the lineup for Saturday uh, Gordon and Goals Surprise inclusion to some. Uh, Get him bumped. Uh, the back had Lustig, <coughs> excuse me, Lustig, Ayer coming in, Boyata, Tierney, Brown, Ncham, Hayes, Rogic. Uh, <laughs> Just call him God, it's I, fine. I'm experimenting. I prefer Rogic, but I don't think that's right, so mix that up. Sinclair and Eduard. Big Eddie. Big Eddie. It's, wow. Yeah, it's a little bit racist. Strong accent. My friend's French, so I can be racist to the French. It's fine. I think that's how it works. Um, so, aye, Saturday. Start us off. Who wants to Who wants to get us going? You've been... I, I, I think the... I, I was pleased to see some of the inclusions in there. Um, just for, the, for what I'd said, I, I think we needed to have a wee bit of a freshen up. Um, bit of a risk though considering the, how close Motherwell had kind of ran us in, especially in the, the previous game on the Wednesday um, but I, I always thought that would you know we were going to have a better chance at thumping them at Parkhead with a full crowd behind us on a bigger pitch um, and obviously it being the third game in a row the Motherwell players would have been physically drained more than the Celtic players getting into that game, I would have thought. Um, but no, some some good performances from the boys that came in. I thought Ayer was really good. Um, he made some great runs, um, kind of stepping out of defence, which is good to see. Something that really we've not had. I mean, 
both Boyata and Yozo have tried it, but neither of them have been very, really very good at it. Probably Yozo more than Boyata. <laughs> um, but we've not really had that since the Van Dyke and Denier days. Um, and I like, I like Ayer. I like him on the ball. He's, he's got the physical pre- presence with his height. And he really impressed me from what I, what I saw. Um, I'd, I'd like to see him given a run the team. I'd like to see him beside Yozo as well. I know he was beside Boyata and Yozo was on the bench, but out of the two, I'd probably like to see him with Yozo for a period of games. Well, was it... I'm going to say Christian because that would make a lot of sense, but did he not make the point that um, it's the first time we've really seen Ayer next to a centre-back? Whereas in the right, past, yeah. it's been Tierney that's been next to him or Lustig, Lustig yeah. next to him. Um, I mean, that's obviously... That surely must have a big impact, um, having someone who's naturally a centre-half next to you, kind of guiding you through the game. But... Um, I'd, 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 I mean, I've said it, I think we've all said it a number of times, I'd rather see him giving a go at centre-half than Beaton. I mean, I know Beaton's done all right domestically, but he's not a centre-half. Um, and fair enough, Ayer wasn't a centre-half and has been converted into one, but he's got more experience after his loan spell at, at Kilmarnock. So he's I, younger, so at a time where he Yeah, be. exactly. And I, I thought he was good. I'd like to see more of him. I thought Cham was brilliant. That pass to set up Sinclair uh, for the first goal. And a, a few of his other passes were fantastic. Um, so it was great, great watching him. And then obviously Big Ed, Edward, who right, I'm sure we'll come on to later. He looked decent. Kieran Haran. Kieran Haran. I think the one thing that I quite <coughs> quite liked from the, the game was how controlled we were in the first half and how we not so much they're just in control but the fact that we were making it was entertaining football and we scored two goals we've got a bad habit just now recently at home where it can be quite boring and it's just keeping the ball side to side not creating enough chances but for this one we see, I think it was a case of the players were fed up of all the crap that's happened over the previous two games and thought Do you know what we're at Parkhead we're just going to go for it and they went for it. Johnny Hayes as well, I think, had a great game. I thought he was getting at the, he was getting at the left back a lot more and he was getting past him. A couple of times his final ball wasn't the best. Um, like you said, I, I don't know if with with, with, with Ayer being able to step out, it was obviously the, the two strikers, but Bowman sat back. But anytime you seen him, it was huge by gaps. I think that was always had to be helped by... Browning and Cham would spread a little bit, whereas Brown usually is always in the middle, so that obviously attracts a couple of players. I think somehow they managed to kind of separate. I don't know if it's something Roger sees in training the Ayer that he's good with the ball coming out, but obviously with a bit of space it helps better because yeah. I mean he was getting he was literally almost getting to their defenders before he was having to make a pass. He was yeah. cutting right through through them. Um, but I mean it was, it was good to see a couple of goals in the first half. I mean there's been many a time that it's been nil nil at half time and it's you're kind of board but in, and uh, the big big lad Edward um, I thought he played really well I thought he was making some good runs I thought his hold up play was really good he was looking really keen to get the ball um, his finishes as well I mean that was a good run for the first one and uh, the second one as well I mean he was a couple of over step overs and just took the shot just t- used the keeper I think he uh, used the defender sorry to kind of block the keeper a little bit um, and, and sorted it in uh, and then obviously for the third he, he had his awareness Sometimes strikers don't always have that where he's looking at the right I back. Anticipated he's, yeah, he's anticipating the, the, the back pass being quite poor. 
Um, and even, I mean, even the, the touch he took, the touch he took, kind of killed it correctly. And then he just obviously pegged the keeper. Um, so it was, it was quite good to see him. Um, will he get a run? I don't know, depends on how... Because I think the way... Although Rogers made the changes to bring in the fringe players, I think in the back of his mind, he did it because Motherwell can be a, quite a tough team. And some of the tackling was a bit overhanded. So I think he was worried of players getting injured with Tuesday coming up. So I think, because th- if you look at it, I mean, I mean Yozo wasn't there. Uh, he took Forrest out of the game as well. Rested him, rested Griffiths, because obviously it seems Dembele's struggling, although he feels he'll be fit for Tuesday. But the fact that Griffiths didn't play is quite telling. I think that there's a big bit of doubt that Dembele won't make Tuesday. So he's taking Griffiths out of the game on Saturday to make sure he didn't get injured in case he was two strikers down for for that well, one. I, I don't know I think it was maybe as well just a chance to give Edward some game time because he'd said that he wanted a bit more mobility up front and fair enough Griffiths would give you that but I think Edward I mean the boy's been here for, you know a few months and he's not really featured and I don't think that's fair like I'm sure if I'm sure PSG wouldn't be happy either you know what I mean they, they, they'll they be wanting a player to go out and get experience he's not getting any experience sitting on the bench so I think there's a part to play in we need to give this boy game time why not put him in and boy did it work for us I mean he was um, scoring the hatchet can't be taken lightly so he, he done very well um, and then you've got James Forrest coming on and getting another two goals Fantastic. Jamesy. He's up to 10 now. I'm trying to think. I mean, does More he than sc- what he got last year. I was going to say, how often does he get any double figures in a season? Yeah. And yet we've only, we've only just went into December. So we should get a bit of a good return over him for the rest of the season. Are you joking? No, that's it. That's him finished for the season. We'll not see him again until pre-season. He'll start, ne- start well, banging like, in the goals well, in pre-season friendlies. Roberts is out for three months, so that's him before he's going, oh, you know what, I'm safe now, so... He can go back to his uh, the pressure's half uh, hope. I really hope he keeps up. I really do. And I think it's, it's going to be so important for him. to If he can maintain that form, if we're in the Europa League, obviously it's still a riff. But if we're in the Europa League, playing some decent opposition, and he can play to the levels, I mean, whether he'll ever get to the level he got to against Bayern, probably not. But if he can get close to it, it's going to be a major plus for us, isn't it? Because, I mean, down that right-hand side, who else do we have? With Paddy, isn't it? Yeah, Hayes. I bet he's he... Can I come in a wee bit of a he's, game sometimes? Uh, again, he just needs more game time again. He had a wee bit at the beginning of the season, but not really enough. Um, but he seems Hayes to have... just hasn't. But he's getting more... He's getting more of a the bottle to take a defender on than what Forrest really has at times. He's willing to just absolutely drive right at him. And get to the byline, whereas Forrest likes to kind of stay, keep the defender in front of him, and more cut inside. But then I, th- I think when you, I think if you look at the two of them, the now Forrest looks the better quality. Oh, player. definitely, yeah. He's like he'll, he, form. He, yeah, I mean, fair enough. He's on form and his confidence is up, but I think his touch and his movement and his decision making and everything is a is a level above Johnny Hayes. What do you think about that, about? Aye, that's 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 good. That's good. No, I think um, Forrest's form this season has been fantastic. Um, he does have a touch of class about it. It's just, as you say, does he, um, are we going to see that for the remainder of the season? And will the lack of competition um, really hinder him? That's a mentality 
mentality element that he's got to show that he can actually keep I think pushing himself without having to yeah. having to compete with somebody. He should just be I want to be the best player I can be. I think he's physically developed though. Like see when you look at him, I think he's he looks like more that like more of an athlete than I think I've ever seen him. Like I I think a lot of the time with, with James Forrest he just looked like that young guy. Yeah. Whereas you see it with, with Tierney. Tierney's physically developed and he, he he looks like an athlete. I think James Forrest is the same. He's he's not as stock he's not stocky as such, but you he can see skinny. he's put on he's put on muscle, but he looks lean, he looks fit. Um and I don't think we've seen that a James Forrest like that before. I mean, fair enough he's always had his injuries which have hindered him, but he looks as if they I mean they all look fitter, but I think he looks way more developed than what we've ever seen him previously. So you're enjoying looking at James Forrest's I, body. I like his that physical attributes. Good. Good. Um the other thing as well that come out the weekend is the fact we're going to December with all this lots of games, the fact that we were able to make a number I mean we've changed half the team and still performed and scored five goals. I think that'll please Rogers an awful lot going thinking that I can make changes through the games in December and it won't affect the balance and the form and the of a team, which can only be a good thing if we want to continue winning our games. I think it's the, the squad's always going to constantly evolve in it. I mean, he's got to look for. I mean, he's got to constantly look ahead and look forward. And and I wonder if the I wonder if we'll see a difference in the squad for the Europa Europa League if we get there compared to Champions League. Well, I mean, as like after the January transfer window, you're in the second half of the season, playing games in Europe at a slightly lower level is it the chance for the likes of Kouassi or Ayer or these players to get like stake a claim and get more game time in those games and get experience in Europe you know what I mean obviously you don't want to put in a weakened team but we would all think that Encham Kouassi they're going to be midfielders for Celtic in years to come Whereas Brown, for example, is at the end of his career. Are we? Is that a time where you might see a game or two where there's a bit of a? Maybe not. Maybe it's too soon. But it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and the other thing is, it's you're you're going into later stages of Europe, so it's there's not going to be any easy games. No, and definitely not. Some very difficult teams. It depends on how much effort and seriousness you want to take into it. Do you want to always have your strongest team out? I think we will. Yeah. So these well, guys won't get much of a chance then? Let's face it, domestically, it's not as if I've got much to worry about. So That's obviously where I think they'll get more game time, will be, domestically. The league will take care of itself and we've got a cup, a cup run that obviously we'll, we're going to focus on. Yeah. And that's if I don't think Brendan Rodgers is precious about the undefeated record. I think he'll be... We're playing a squad to win, but he'll, I think we'll, we'll see more the fringe players come into it as the season progresses definitely the thing with that as well with the fringe players they've also got a lot to prove so they're going to they're going to be eager to perform so obviously their levels will go up because they want to perform and they want to try and get into the team more of, more often so by performing and helping the team win then obviously it's going to look good for them so there's a lot of kind of like competition for places which is quite healthy and keeps all the players on their toes when is it the transfer window opens is it January 1st? will be yeah 
I mean, you would have to suspect. I mean, he's he's he spoke about players coming in, obviously. But same token, there's going to be players leaving. You know, there's going to be a a decent rotation in the squad. I would think a few going out the door if if you're bringing some in because he doesn't like a massive squad. I mean, there's we've we've more or less the deadwood's pretty much gone. It would be players that we would get money for, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah, but then you're saying you're saying that there are certain positions where we need. We le- le- we don't have a left back unless you're including the young boy Miller. We don't have a backup left back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not like we need. We to need get a right back out to get him in. We need a right back because of the, the international games. I know, but Gamboa's going to be away. When is there not something about Gamboa? The qualifiers, the World Cup, the qualifiers next year for Champions League. Well, that means Gam- Gamboa will be away. So Lustig will be Cup? away. Huh? So Gamboa's at the World Cup Aye So when the I qualifiers can... are on All you've got is Ralston For right back Who could play anywhere on the pitch He's an absolute tank He could play multiple but positions but at one time Also you're struggling the back Because you're going to have You're going to lose Gamboa Lustig Possibly Sviachenko And Boyata If those two get called up to Denmark and Belgium All them must So we could be Struggling now Right um, Aye Other positions Centre back So you could If you brought a centre back in I suppose you could maybe Get rid of Whether it's a bit on If you think that's yeah. The best thing to do uh, There has It's been a Speaking of bit on I think there's been a wee bit Of a sea change amongst At least portions Of the Celtic support I've seen a lot more Give me names both I've got a list written down Don't worry Some of them are in our WhatsApp group Oof. But um, I have What's your what's your feelings on and bit on? Are they are you more impressed with him as times went on? Do you still think he's a stopgap and ultimately isn't going to be? Oh, he's a st- he has a stopgap. He's not going to be converted a defender because if you think about it, Eric has been out a number of months. I'm surprised he never started that because he was in the was he not on the bench for the cup final, uh, which would have said he was fit. So I don't know if if he had a setback during the week. Well, must have because he's just window dressing now. He's just there to look handsome. So Aye. he's I mean, one, for example. He'll be off. Well, think, he'll be then, gone he's off, but you'd have to be like let go because there's, there's going to be no real sale value in him because he's, he's not played all season. I mean, he's been out since pre-season, so there's nothing. There's no. For us, well, Peter will get a couple of million for him. Not a problem. Don't worry about that. Uh, it's no flies on Pete. Um, but no buying for five million. The thing is, Bitton said previously he's not in a rush to go anywhere. He's happy to be a Celtic, and I mean, he'll never be a, a first teamer. I think he's possibly accepted that by now. Um, fills in an awful lot in defence rather than midfield, but if that's what he's happy with, he can I come in? But at times, he's okay with the, the feet he's bought. Jeez, I think the worst part of his defending is cross balls. He doesn't, he, no, he doesn't seem to be kind of catch on the whole aspect of the timing of the ball in the air. At that, that times he keeps losing We've lost a couple of goals It's been with him That's his marker When it comes to a cross ball coming in He just can't seem to Judge the flight of the ball But that PSG timing. game Fair enough he came on at right back Right and he, He's not a defender He's not a centre half He's certainly not a right back Why is he right back? Because Lustig went off He replaced him Do not go to a back three? 
Well, he was he was well, he was, was hugging five, he was really? hugging the touchline, and on multiple occasions, all I had to do was all I tried to do was play a pass down the line, and he put it right oh, out multiple times. I mean, he couldn't even pass it ten yards in front of him. He's just an absolute horse. He's all right domestically. Yes, he can he can look good domestically, but if you're in Europe, not a chance. No way. So, do you keep him for domestic football? No. Get rid, get some money, get Eric out the door and all. That's about £2 million between them. Brilliant. No messing about. The owl has swooped on its prey. I'd be wanting more than £2 million, by the way. I'd probably £2 million each. We get Aye. £2 million each. £4 million. You're not getting two for bad hun. Don't be kidding yourself, oh, pal. Oh, yeah. You're well, lucky if you get a million. That. You're lucky if you get a million. I don't know about that, Kiel. Versatile Champions League playing... <laughs> I, you've got to talk him up You've got to try and talk up your asset He's played Champions League football Asset <laughs> You're putting him down about two seconds ago but He's shit But I'll sell, sell you um, Kieran Louis was talking earlier about Ayer But I didn't get your your take on him How, how do you think the young lad's done? I thought he did really well on Saturday um, Like I said that he, the, he, the confidence with the ball at his feet It didn't seem too panicky He got so far forward And he actually managed to make a good pass to somebody. A lot of the times where it's a bilateral or Yozo, they kind of go so far and then they either mess up the pass or they lose possession. Um, there's a couple of times as well defensively, there was one one block he made where the ball came in and I mean the guy was literally having a, sh- a strike at goal uh, and he managed to get himself in front of that. Um, so I think I think he had a really, really good performance on Saturday, um, which hopefully will build his confidence. But again, he'll be right back at the team. That's unfortunate because I think Yozo was protected for easily for the Tuesday game because you know his like his injuries. Um, if I mean if if Yozo's to pick up an injury in the next couple of weeks or if Rogers is going to do a bit of rotation through December, then I hope that um, Ayer gets back in and gets another game. Um, definitely going to be one for the future and to build them up, he has to get game time. Um, but. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed with him at the weekend. Yep, solid performance. Do you know someone like Ayer should really look at Tom Rogic? Look at look at Tom Rogic's start to Celtic career. You know, it came to the club under Lennon, didn't really play, didn't have an impact, was out injured for a long time, went out on loan, came back, and finally all clicked. And look look at the the impact he's had and the influence he's had on our results in the past. Couple of, couple of seasons. I mean, it's it's Mc, crazy. McGregor as well. Mc, McGregor as well. Soon. Successful loan. I mean, fair. Enough. I, I mean, I think everybody would say that his loan to Kilmarnock was successful. But if he has to go out again, hopefully he doesn't see it as you know a negative or that an end to his Celtic career because it's not. It's it's definitely not. If he has to go out again or he goes out for the latter part of the season, gets more experience again. If he really wants to play for Celtic, I don't think it's the door shutting on him. It's just another chance to get more experience at centre half. And so what is he? Is he twenty yet now? I mean, he's still a very young lad uh, coming through. Twenty something like that. So, um, I, I mean, if it if it goes out on our loan spell, then it's, it's not going to be like you said to be in be on end of his career because at times when with the pressure of Celtic, you've got to be at a level where you can 
play consistently and you can play against the bigger teams and take on the pressure. No shite it. Um, yeah, and not hide or not panic and lose the ball that we seem to have an awful lot with defenders where they kind of, any kind of pressure you put. That's the thing we, like you was on by there's not a lot of high pressing in the Scot in the, in domestically. But the minute you see in Europe, oh, the panic, the panic stations about the minute a player comes ever near them. Yeah. Nineteen. There you go. Nineteen. Start a young kid. Yeah. Plenty of time, yeah. Play time ahead of him. And um, we're talking about him going back out on loan, but right now I would say we couldn't afford that unless we buy a centre back right. in January. He's needed in that squad as it stands. Yeah. Um, Edward, obviously, you both spoke about him. Fantastic uh, performance at the weekend. The hat trick, well taken goals. Um, do you feel his game other than just obviously scoring the hat tricks amazing? But the general play, his general link up play, whatnot. Yeah, no, he looked, he looked strong. Looked, um, you know, technically he looks good. Um, he looks as if he's got a bit of pace. I mean, he's got all the right attributes. It's just, I mean, I, I put this in the the cynic WhatsApp group, so we'll put it to the wider. Wider Twitter sphere. Followership, followership, something like that. Um, I think we should... If, we've got a fee agreed, right? Eight million. Well, I've got a wee Twitter question that I'll link in. But link it in now if you want. Link it in. So, uh, Jordan, at Jordo, uh, sorry, at L underscore Jordo 88. Um, question for the pod. Read the inclusion of the option to buy for Eduard. Yes. you're referring to. A clear indication or admission that Dembele will be away in the summer? Question mark. Uh, the much quoted eight to ten million fee is not a figure we'd spend without knowing where the uh, sack of money emoji was coming from somewhere. So, I don't know if that's not that's not necessarily a point you're going to make, but we can maybe make those two points at first. So you make your point first of all, and then I'll come back to you with that. Okay, so. I I think that the option to buy at first I thought when I heard it was eight million I was very skeptical of it right I did think that's to humour the fans at the time. Um, it's almost like giving a because we're signing because this guy's worth eight or ten million yeah, quid. So, but we're never actually going to pay that money. But look, we've done fantastic to have an option, right? Great, but you know. If we were going to think about taking the option, right, eight million pound on a player, I still can't see it. To be honest, I don't think it's going to happen. But if we were going to, it would have to be. We would have to see him in a lot more games from now until the end of the season, right? Now Dembele is going to go. Dembele will not be playing for Celtic next season. I don't think. I think he's maybe kicking himself that he's not gone already. Because I don't think his stock's as high because this season hasn't went as well for him. He keeps getting injured. From our point of view, he keeps getting injured. And a lot of his injuries have been the hamstring, which is not a good sign, let's face it. And I kind of feel like there's no way way he's worth now what he was worth at at one point last, last season. His price could still go up if he gets his international cap and he scores maybe again um, tomorrow night in the Champions League. Or Europa League. Or Europa League. Um, But I kind of feel like he's going to go. 
in the next two windows he's going to go. I think we could talk him into staying till summer, but in the summer he's off. What I was thinking was, would it be the worst idea in the world? And by the way, I love Dembele, and if we could sign him up for life, I would, because I genuinely think he's going to be one of the best strikers in European football. I think he's got the potential to be that good, and I really like watching him, so I don't want him to leave. I'm just thinking of a purely business point of view, in terms of us making money. Would it be better to sell him in January, get as much as we can for him, and I still wouldn't take anything less than $20 for him, but take the money for him, play Edward. Now, fair enough, Griffiths, Griffiths is not going to go anywhere. But see if Edward is the proper replacement for him. Play Edward first choice for the rest of the season and then decide, right, do we speculate to accumulate, put the $8 million on Edward, get him in permanently or not? But it's the only way we're going to be able to judge. Maybe he's not, a, maybe Big Eddie is just going to be, you know, a laugh and a giggle, see him a couple of times, scores a couple of goals, that's it. But we, we're, we're never going to know unless we play him. And I think the weekend was a wee bit of an insight in t- terms of there's a player there. You know, there is a yeah. player there. I think we've got to remember Rogers and his backroom staff are still seeing Edward every day in training. Yeah. Obviously, there's a difference between doing it in training and then going out to Motherwell on a cold Wednesday evening or yeah, actually yeah. going out on the pitch and doing it during game time. Um, Kieran, do you think, first of all, looking at Jordan's question, do you think the kind of 10 million inclusion is basically admission from the board that Dembele's away? Because that's suggesting we'll definitely have money there to splash 8 million on a striker and need one. Um, and secondly, what, where do you stand on Edward? Uh, I, I don't really know if it's the mission. Maybe that. I mean, that's just the the deal that PSG have said. They've just said, right, you can have him on loan, and he's available for eight million at the end of it. It's it's not a done thing because at the moment, if it continues the way we're going, we're, we would have to spend eight million pound on him because we don't really know what he's got. Um, it depends on how much, like you say, how much we see of him over the next the, the second half of the season. <laughs> Is it going to be enough to make eight million? He'd have to make a really hell of an impact in that, that those few months to justify spending eight million pound because we didn't particularly break the bank for Paddy Roberts. Now Paddy Roberts was the rumours where he was available for eight million, was it not? With City, mm-hmm. but then I think City were messing about a little bit, which it was. But, but, it, but the only thing is, though, he's a striker, and if we if if we when we sell Dembele, right? It's very difficult, obviously almost impossible, to replace quality like that with an R-quality player. But if he has the chance, if he has a run in the team, because he's obviously very highly thought of, and his price tag is, is big for us, but obviously shows that, you know, there's something about him. Do we give him the rest of the season to prove... Because what if he what if he shows in the, that... Not that he's... We're not expecting hat tricks all the time, but see no. if he does what Dembele does. Then now, got a couple of braces there. You're selling one for twenty, you buy one for eight. Then in a couple of years down the line, you sell him for twenty, you buy another one for eight. That that makes good sense because you're you're constantly making a profit. However, the the worry you've got is if you play Edward for a good chunk of the second half of the season, 
it doesn't quite work out the way it should do. If you've cashed in them barely, you piss off Griffiths. Griffiths goes, do you know what? I've had enough. I'm offski. We don't sign Edward. We've now got no strikers. Yeah. So there's a balance in that now because we know what Griffiths can do. At times, we want to see Griffiths to be able to take the step up and do it in Europe, which at times we're not confident he can do yet. But he's never going to be able to do it. I think the other thing is, well, Griffiths is a very good striker. He's a very good striker. He's not Dembele class. But but see, when you think about it, though, I agree with you, and they're not the same striker, but Griffiths doesn't have any real physical presence. He can't. He's not someone you can knock the ball up to, and he can hold it up. He's not what we're out. If he play it into his feet, he can hold it up. But in Europe, when we need to get out of situations, knock the ball up. Dembele's brilliant because he's got that physical presence that he can muscle people off the ball. Edward is a big boy who, with a bit of time and a bit of developing physically as well, the the way players have, he could end up being. That type, but when you look how Griffiths played, who was it Griffiths that played underlicked? It was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, we looked how well he played in that. I think, realistically, when it comes to Europe, I think we need to concentrate defensive work first before we, we even worry about having a world class striker. Um, I, I mean, um, Griffiths domestically, we don't, <laughs> we don't really need anything else because he's he knows what he's doing with that. Um, I mean, up to, step up to Champions League. I mean, it's what's the aspirations of it? Do we want to go into the Champions League to play well and and try and make the last sixteen, or are we happy just being in the Champions League? I tell um, you one thing: I don't want to do. I don't want to get pumped seven by seven well, goals. Well, a, stri- a striker's not going to help that. I, I can't take that. Need's going to help I know, that. I know. I know what you mean, but it's about being competitive, and you're not going to be competitive unless you're, we are constantly getting stronger in all areas of the pitch if Dembele leaves we become weaker at the top of the pitch so we're weak at the top we're weak at the bottom you know we have against, to we have to make improvements all over because I can't take getting pumped like that again I don't care if they're the best team in the world and they might win the Champions we had League at, I'm not getting game, pumped like that we had Dembele playing there didn't make a difference we could have a Lukaku or Marata up front there. I mean, that's probably still at level seven one. It's just because the team defensive work was absolutely rotten. So I think we need to concentrate for that first if we want to make a bit of a dent in Europe or have the aspirations of maybe somehow scraping through into the last sixteen. <coughs> Which, to be really perfectly honest, it's not something I really because want to entertain because when you get when you get into the last sixteen, you're going to be playing again the winners of each of the groups, and that's just top top sides again. Um, and that could end up being an arse spanking as well. So I, I think following the champions, uh, the, the Europa, getting 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 the, the group stages, I think is fantastic because you've got the whole glamour of that. They've got the six matches, then falling at the Europa League in third place, um, and then having a good wee run with that because that's a that's a kind of level I think we could at times get further because the teams in there are not because I mean the Champions League are getting close to like having super clubs. The, the, the ones, ones that win the table so you've got eight groups it's almost like eight super clubs that are winning it hmm. so you're never going to compete against them but there's no harm in going into the Europa League and playing against teams that are above us but it's it's teams that we can actually compete with um, so I think that's our aim but ultimately when you're going to be in the Champions League we're going to, we are going to get embarrassed but for me it's the defensive side of it that's, that's causing that it's not the striker at the top of the park it doesn't matter who it is 
think you always want to be at the top table. Doesn't matter if you're going to take a spanking. You don't want to take a spanking, but it's the best teams in the world. And tons of money. I've always said it's about the money. It's it's about the money. Us making the Champions League and that feeling of thank God we made it is because we're getting the money at at that point in time. Yes, it's great playing games against the best teams in the world, and obviously you would want to do that, but. I do not like getting beat 7-1. I, I find that... And it's, the performance was awful, but I I just... I can't take that. I, I, there was no signs of progress. There was nothing there. and No. Let's not even dwell on it, but I'm not getting bumped 7-1 again. It's not happening. You're so open. Um, the only other thing I was going to bring up, just your point about Edward. It's nice and all, but I just... I don't think Brendan's going to do it. I don't think Brendan's going to play him just to see what he's like. I think Brendan will make the choice that either, aye, he's good enough, let's give him a run at games, or Griffiths is a better striker, so that's who's going to play. As much as it, there's a squad rotation and doing that, but he's still got a cup to win, technically still got a league to win, and a Euro, Europa League. <laughs> London, hopefully, we've not quite got there yet. but See, the price tag was half that. I think there's more chance we were taking one. I think eight million pounds is going to be. That's us getting into that kind of territory now. Or if we're going to, if we're going to go there, we might have to do it. Maybe a couple of seasons spending big money, but then I know we're getting all the champions money. But are we going to be able to sustain it? Like with well, our outgoings against the ingoings, that's going to be hard. But then, but then, see, see, the same thing, no, right? Eight million, yes, it's a lot in a player, but these deals are very seldom, very seldomly are they. Eight millions transferred right away. It's in installments. It's over a period of time. You know, in that time, you're you're playing Europa League football, you're playing Champions League football, and you're constantly earning and all that sort of thing. If if we want to be, as you say, at the top table and playing against, then we've got to speculate to accumulate because we're not going to do a Dembele spending five hundred thousand pound and then selling them for possibly over twenty million. That's that's not going to happen for us very often. But we are it, Like for example, <laughs> if we sell Dembele for let's just call it twenty million, I think that's it's fair to say that's the minimum that we should be selling him for. Um, we've still, I think, right now we've got twenty four million in the bank. Now, as you say, we can't rely on having those incomes like player sales of there's a 20 million pound profit or even there's your Champions League money because we're not always going to qualify for the Champions League um, but there is cash there for the odd big purchase assuming we can get someone whose wages would be low enough and I think Edward's obviously young enough that even though he might cost 8 million his wages aren't going to be £200,000 well, a week. That £8 million might include the wages as well. So it might be, for instance, it could be like a £6 million fee in total to PSG and his £2 million wages over three, four years. So the whole package is £8 million, which is what your, your outlay will be. Um, so if they, if they balance it that way, then you're obviously known what you're going to be paying out. But the thing is, though, Celtic fans would accept Celtic paying £8 million for Paddy Roberts because we know what he can do. We don't know what Big yeah. Eddie can do. And it's a totally different thing. There's you no don't see Saturday. I, well, I've seen it. I've seen the star in him. I'll, he's going to become one of my one of my boys, I think. I've got Tierney. Team Louis. I've got Tam. 
It's not bad. I, I, I see Kilmack at the weekends, Oof. although he's Keefe's. I think Big Eddie's going to come come part of the club. Lovely. We'll I like the cut of his jib. It's a great jib, if we're honest. Correct. Uh, we'll have a wee break and then we'll come back and talk about uh, Anderlecht and a couple of wee questions off the old Twitter.
welcome back to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. Um, that was that, nice. It was, it was. As opposed to talking shit about how good a song I've chosen. Um, so, Andalect, um, coming up tomorrow for us, Tuesday. Uh, we've already spanked them. Uh, spanked them 3-0 in their own yard, some people might say. In their own gaff. All right. Kicked their back doors in, ran into their gaff, and scalped them three 0 <laughs> Would be a very strange way of putting it. But that's some people might Terrific. put it that way. Um, so uh, we go into this game, assuming we can avoid them beating us three 0 By three goals, we're good to go. Yep. Uh, aye. So, what do we think going into this? Are you, are you confident? Uh, yes, <coughs> yes. I, I think. Well, I think we should be. Um, I, I think it's a great. Well, it's our last chance in the Champions League. Obviously, last game, but it's uh, it's another chance to prove that the firstly the the game away to Anderlecht wasn't a fluke, um, <coughs> and to prove that we do, despite getting destroyed by PSG, that. We deserve to be in the Champions League, you know, beating Anderlecht in both games, running Bayern very close at home, and then the three other games you really need to kind of discard. I mean, that's but that's all right, and that's all right. Well, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, obviously, it looks very different if uh, tomorrow we don't qualify because Anderlecht pumpers, but yeah, um, Anderlecht. Decent low level Champions League, a team you'd expect in the Champions well, League. Were we four seed? Uh, oh, Did we go in at we fourth? Could, I'm just trying to think because we were fourth pot, but then we could get into the third pot, and I'm trying to think if we did or not. I don't know that we did. I don't think we did. Did we? No, I think we were fourth pot. Yeah. I think we I mean, were the we were. Four, fourth. So, I mean, if, if we're beating the third seeded team home and away, that's. That's decent. That shows that we're a level above where we're maybe entering the competition, if you like. Aye. And PSG and Bayern are two two teams that can clearly win this competition. Yeah. So there's no shame in losing, I think, to those teams, both home and away, as much as we might not ever want to lose. Um, it's the just the manner. Did, yeah, it's the manner of it, yeah. Um, but... But no, I, th- I, I think this game gives us... I mean, it's at home, last game. We've already beat them 3-0 away. It's a great chance to really show what we're capable of um, and make sure that we're in Euro- Euro- European football after Christmas. Um, I just... I, I don't want... I just don't want it to be a nervy affair again. I, I really hope that we take the game to them and we try and impose ourselves on them rather than it being one of these cagey ones where they get a couple of goals in the first 30 minutes and you're sat there the rest of the game absolutely bricking it thinking, oh my God, it's, this is going to happen. You know? So, I don't, I don't think we're going to be that, that way. I think what Rodgers has instilled in the players now, uh, they have a belief now. They have the character that they can go out there and perform. I mean, I, I think the the result and like kind of blew us away. I think it did for me personally. I, I wasn't expecting. It. I was kind of anticipating and hoping for at least a draw. 
because the home win plus the draw away would give us the four points we required. Um, now, to go there and, and get the three points, I just hope we don't rub, uh, ruin all that by not winning tomorrow. It's just kind of... Not defeats the purpose of having the way win, but it just kind of it takes the shine off it a little bit more. The fact that we do that, but then we can't beat them at home. Um, I don't know how I don't know how Andy likes forms changed. I, I've not I've not been paying attention. I've not been following. So I don't know because I mean that was nearly what five six weeks ago, maybe even longer. So and it just that was just, that, that was the manager's first game, wasn't it? Because he sacked the manager that weekend, and I think that was his first game. Possibly, maybe it was his second. Trying to remember. Yeah, they just got him in back. Yeah. So if he's now started to kind of instill his kind of way of playing, maybe they're starting to play a lot better now. Maybe it's going to be a. I mean, it should be a tougher game. We can't. We can't go in totally arrogant, saying, "Oh, guys, it's going to be enough, and we're going to win." It's. It's going to be tough, but I believe that we should. We should be winning the game because, like we said, we can compete against like Bayern at home. We gave them a good run, a good a good game. So. Mm-hmm. I think we should be able to to um, beat Anderlecht. Yeah, and I think they've I think they've seen a wee upturn because I'm just looking here. Well, they're they're third at the moment, <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, they were were they fourth or were they even lower than that when we played? I think them? they were maybe lower than that to be fair. Yeah, I'd kind of mid table in my head, but uh, last couple of results they've had uh, a two-one win a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Against Sunday, uh, against the uh, XL Muscron, and they also spanked Sunday 4 0 um, in the 26. Your cat's squirreling up to me, <laughs> love. Uh, she did the opposite of that, she could never. She's a wee shite bag. I kind of fancy it, to be honest. I'm not down with bestiality unless <laughs> it's entirely consensual. Uh, so um, yeah, they've, they've maybe they've maybe improved a wee bit domestically, yeah. but are they going to be able? We should be winning this game. We, we should be winning this game. Um, and we had that kind of worry that they they almost got a result um, against Bayern, which would have made yeah. this a wee bit trickier, but. You know, there's a point, Sarmani, and I'm sure plenty of other people made. If we can't get a draw or a win against Anderlecht at home, then we just didn't deserve to be in the Europa League. Not a draw, I think yeah. I win. I think right. I win. Well, if we but I think because of the win away and away, it's kind of maybe put that more of a pressure on that we should be beating them at home. Because if you can go away and win convincingly as well, that's the thing. It wasn't a wee scrappy 1 0 victory, it was a 3 0 victory. It was, it was deserved as well. Yeah, it was deserved as well. So, um, Obviously, they'll be well up for it because they want to get their own back. But I'd like to think, hopefully, especially with the crowd behind us, I think for another full house, under the lights, we know what they're like. I mean, Bayern was quite special, I think. It was, it was back to this, the kind of good yeah. old Champions League games days again. So I think that will definitely appear again tomorrow. Um, and it gives, if we do get a decent result, it gives the team that bit of confidence going into a Europa League uh, run. Actually, yeah, we can do it against teams of that quality in Europe um, and hopefully gives us a little spark. I think as well with the fact of we know what to do. All we do is win the game. We don't need to rely on anything else. So yeah. it'll make it that special that once when the first goal goes in then the the 
It's party time, Kieran. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, the ecstasy of the fans, I think it'll just be... I mean, you seen what it was like I mean, when Will Mingo scored? Will you your tap off? Not quite my tap off, no. But I will be going... I will be going ladies. crazy. Um, we seen what it was like. We, I mean, when McGregor scored against Bayern, man, I've never seen the stadium like that for a long time. I mean, the place absolutely erupted. Um, so we know that whenever we're scoring tomorrow, pretty much is sealing. Hopefully, into the next yeah. Christmas. I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely confident that we can score. You know, I'd be surprised if we didn't score in the game. Um, to be fair, because so they're, they're going to come at us as well, so it's going to be a home game. Yeah. So it's going to be something we quite like. Start Big know. Eddie, come on, get Big Eddie on. Big Eddie, on. are we going lineups? We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll come to that. So what I'll do first <laughs> of all, just run through the 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 lineups uh, when we went to Anderlecht. Um <clears throat> So we started with Gordon and goals, Lustig, uh, Yozo, Boyata, Tierney. Uh, we had Brown, um, who's later replaced by Bitton in the seventieth minute. We had Cham, we had Roberts, who went on to be replaced by Forrest, um, again around the 78th minute. Uh, Rogic, Sinclair and Griffiths, uh, with McGregor coming on for Rogic in the 65th minute. So, how would you change that line-up and why? Obviously, Roberts is out um, due to injury. We Jimmy's right on now. Me Nanak, right. Forrest has got to start. I think um, Lustig played the weekend, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. I never Lush- actually really listened to this. I'm just going to tell you what what it will be. What it will Sorry, be. You You're go. not listening Fire to me. In. Is that what you nah, said? Nah, I'm just going to beat you to it. Right. You know, we'll go Chiesa. first thought. From the keeper, Basically, from the back. Gordon, Craig Gordon's in the ball. Uh, it's a keeper. Left back's Tierney, right back's Lustig. Boyata and uh, Yozo are centre halves into midfield. We're going to go Brown and Armstrong sitting next to Well, you to got Taylor. that wrong. Anyway, we'll come back to it. Uh, back. Out left, chance. Sinclair. Out right, Forrest. I'm, I don't want to say it. Don't say it. I don't want to say it, don't but I'm going to have to. Don't be an idiot. I, I, I don't want. I want the magic man. What do you mean you don't want? I want the magic man, but it's going to be young McGregor. We'll be in there. <laughs> and if the is fit, he plays, but I think Dembele has to be 100% fit. Right, but he has only been out for two games, with less than, it's just a, just about a week there. So, I don't know. I, I don't actually know. I've never, I've not actually heard the, the injury or what. I just don't know. If, I've, they said it's a slight knock from the the Kipri tackle. But Sorry, I thought you were telling us the, the team 100% and now you don't know. Is he playing or is he no kill? Well, I don't know on his fitness because I don't work behind the scenes, but... It's so you don't know where to start the loving us. Right, I'll tell you. No, I'll you won't. We're gonna we're gonna oh, come Jesus. back to it. We're oh, gonna Jesus. dwell on Kieran's picks here. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, let's pick holes in it. The first no, the first change you made uh, was in Cham. Uh, well you you picked Armstrong, but in Cham started in the last game. Tell us your your what's your thought process behind that? Because he was rested at the weekend. <laughs> that, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so that both, both haven't really played very well in Europe. Uh, Armstrong's at times kind of looks properly lost still. He's uh, just taking that level up. Uh, and Jam, I think, still trying to grow some confidence um, into it. Uh, at times, you can see that there is a quality, there is a quality player in there. Um, it's just whether he's got the belief that he can do it. Uh, but I would like to see him champ. I, I, 
I'm really picking what I'm really selecting what Rogers wants, not what I want. Because I would have in Chairman Rogers in, but realistically, it's going to be Armstrong and McGregor. What's the point in picking something that's not going to happen? Because that's, that's, that's why we're here. To give your opinion to what you want. Well, I want Roberts to play on the right hand side. Well, obviously, that can't. Oh, Jesus. Oh, come on. Oh. Do you I'm know sure what? You just went straight to your I want Lionel Messi a... to sign for us and play them or however that. Right. Can we get a bit of realism in the podcast? Does it matter? Aye, but actually, can we get some well, just actual opinion as oh, opposed to. I'm right and he's wrong. Aye. No, aye. You're, aye. What do you want my opinion on? Uh, the lineup. Who, right. who you want it to be, not who you. Aye, who I, who I actually want. Right. I want uh, De Vries and Gold. No, I'm joking. Um, I would like to see him, but um, Gordon, go with Gordon, uh, Lustig, Boyata, Simunovic, and uh, Tierney, obviously, because that really is our first choice back five. Um, Browning and Cham, and Cham very impressive at the weekend. Didn't play very well against Anderlecht away, although he did have that fantastic pass to set up Tierney to then set up Griffiths. He'll have a wee bit of a point point to prove, I think. And I think we will probably start... Well, I would like to think that this is in Cham's run in the team started now instead of Armstrong, because Armstrong has been going a bit backwards. And I think in, in Cham was a focal point in things at the weekend... Um, so I think you, you definitely keep him in with Brown. Um, I think you have to play Tam Rogic because he's a class above when he's got the ball at his feet. Um, so I would play him. Sinclair on the left. Um, I still think he needs a wee bit of a kick up the arse, but there's no one else. Really, there's no one else really. So you would need to play him. And on the right, obviously Forrest. Um, and then up front. Um, question yeah I think up front you would play Dembele if if he's fit because he it may be it may be his last Champions League game for us um, so you would want that's I think, not the reason you play him though no but no but I think he's he's, he's the best striker we've got right so I want him to play um, but you also I think you also need to be smart about it as well. Um, he scores an arc, a goal or two in the Champions League. It, it's going to help things. So I've played in belly. If he is not fit, I'd start by Eddie. Why not? Why not just give the boy a chance and play him? Um, you've got Griffiths, so obviously you know you can trust. You can bring on later. Um, but it's not a game you want to start making risks. And but we've got but we've got decisions. a three goal cushion though. I mean, we have got. We still a don't want to get beat. We still want to win the oh, game. Of course not. But I don't. I don't think. If, fair enough. If Edward hadn't done what he's done at the weekend, and this was his first game, then fair enough. But you've shown he's 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 shown in the the times that he has played that he's got something about him. He's just rattled in three goals. He's confident. He's pressure, on a high. There's Why a possible not? pressure on stage fight of it being the Champions League that he might yeah. just collapse. Well, sink or swim. This is one of our questions. We've got Raffaello Bonacorsi, I'm going to go with. Um, first of all, he's asking, did Christopher Iyer put a foot wrong on Saturday? Because if he did, I never noticed. He didn't notice because he didn't. I think it's a great Correct. answer to that. He was outstanding. Um, is Eduard in line for a start versus Anderlecht? So let's assume Dembele isn't fit enough. Where are we? No, I'm with Griffiths. 
I'd throw him in, aye. Yeah. So that makes me the final vote. You're gonna go. Ch- you're gonna go him. tried and tested, but you're 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 not willing to be fresh. Griff, ah, no. Griff's done it. Griff deserves it. You can't just. You can't have. Can't score a hat trick against Motherwell and then get thrown into Champions League ahead of somebody's consistent. Well, what else could he have done though? That's more a reason for Griff is to go. Fuck it. I'm going. I'm going to leave. He's no going to leave. Where's Griff is going to go? Griffiths has gone no place. He knows where his bread's butt. Then you've got to make the you got to make the right choice for the game. But I just don't think, and as you say, Edward couldn't have done any more on the chances. Well, he's not had a huge number of chances, but that's that's how the crookie crumbles. It's he hasn't <laughs> had a lot of shambles. The crookie, crookie <laughs> uh, love a crookie. Right, what's um, your team then? Have you got any differences for what we're saying or or nah? Uh, I know I think you're right uh, IR was amazing the weekend but if Yozo and Boyat are fit then they're starting um, Lustig and Tierney I mean Ralston's ready to go but we'll, we'll go with mm. we'll go Lustig uh, Gordon obviously Brown is the first pick um, I go in Cham I think I would go in Cham above Armstrong um, see the both have something to prove at this point but I think and Cham's just shown a little bit more than Armstrong uh, so far this season uh, Forrest obviously for Roberts Forrest is uh, in fantastic form right now Sinclair because Hayes hasn't done enough I think to, to push him out of the team even though Sinclair's not been in perfect form although he's done a lot just compared to last season I think they talked about it in last week's pod as well it was as when you were talking about Sinclair's a kick up the arse and you said well there's nobody else there there is the bold position a decision to do they could go back three and you push Tierney into the left and you would replace Sinclair with McGregor and you'd have McGregor and Rodic as your kind of like double number number tens with and Cham and Brown behind that he could go with that because he did that was it the cup wasn't the cup final I can't remember he did. Uh, he's, done it he's done it recently with a sinker. Didn't didn't play, and he went with Fodrich and McGregor, which are two kind of players that would play in that position. Because Sinclair doesn't, although Sinclair cuts in, he doesn't like to actually play in the middle. He likes to be on the outside moving in. Mm. Whereas, like if you have the back, if you have our kind of wing backs, he would have to just stay in the middle and get, he kind of gets lost a little bit. I think. That's terrible. Um. You know, I was actually I was going to say McGregor for Calmac because I think McGregor's done incredibly well consistently this season. But McGregor, McGregor for Calmac. Eh, sorry, <laughs> for Thomas, for Tam, for the Magic Man, as some call him. Eh, but then, it's, if there's a chance for Tam to really shine in Europe and elect the home, surely is the game where we mm. we unleash <sighs> him. Those feet, those feet, hands. I've heard them described hands. as hand feet. Uh, Aye, so why not? I would go Tam and then uh, the Griff. Well, if Dembele's fit, Dembele, but if he's not, then the Griff would be my choice. A couple of our weak questions on the Twitter. Do either of you have anything else you want to say about Anderlecht whilst I check those out? Uh, not really. I, I just hope we, I hope we start the game uh, in the right way. You know, sometimes like Kieran said it that to me earlier on, 
we started the game well and we had a good first half against Motherwell. We don't always do that and it'd be good to see us really stamp our authority on it right from the word go. Um, and I think Brendan Rodgers likes to, well, wants us to do that in the Champions League especially, so let's hope we do it. Let's bloody well hope we do it. Um, Sean Zolio was asking, and we've kind of touched on it, I suppose, has Cal Mack usurped Tam? I think we're at that stage. We're at <coughs> no, I think, I think the... Cal Mack's definitely got better. Like, uh, I, I think Cal McGregor is... is I don't quite know what to what to say for him because I'd 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 start him every game if I had more midfielders that I could put in there. Scott Brown's position is nailed on. He's not quite you know. I I want him in my team every game more so than I do somebody like Armstrong. I think Calmack gives you more. I think he brings a lot to the team. Um, but if it's a straight fight between him and Tom Rogic, Tom Rogic wins. In terms of, because he's just at a higher level, he's got a lot. His his feet are insane, and his technique is is the way his touches and his weight of pass and everything like that. It's just on a different scale. But then Tom Rogic, for me, technically is better than probably any other Celtic player, bar maybe Paddy Roberts. We'll come to you in this in a second, Kieran. But what about an actual fight, a street fight between Calmac and Tom Rogic? Tom, he's got a reach advantage, he's height advantage. Height. He's got, he's got four hands. He's, he's, punch, he's punching the shake clean out of him. I didn't think about the four hands. That's a good point. It's a good point. Kieran, um, Calmac. The question that you might have missed it has Calmac usurped Tam. So, is a, is it Calmac's spot now? Really. Um. No, I, I'm still with uh, Tam as well. I'm a huge admirer of Tam. Like, I think as well with Tam is it's, as well as he's the his feet, his strength has improved so much for me. See the, the way he can hold players off the ball. It's almost like the way they say that for the striker to hold the ball up. He actually does quite a good job with that as well. When the ball comes, he's able to take the ball under pressure and. He uses he uses his body to protect the ball, so he's able to to, to manoeuvre it to stop the opposition trying to get the ball off him. Kalmak's um, got some good attributes. I think the one thing I like with Kalmak is at times the way he takes the ball and moves almost in the same motion. So at times, whereas the ball comes to Rodgers, at times he likes to kind of take it, hold people off. Whereas with McGregor, he likes to take the ball, but as he's doing it, he puts the ball in in a space. Um, and he's always looking to turn with the ball and start the movement going forward, um, which is kind of slightly different with Roger. So, and he's, look, McGregor's starting to kind of weigh in with some important goals. There's been a couple of important goals he's scored over the season. Um, and he's doing well to kind of challenge and give Rogers a, a problem when it comes to selection. There's sometimes there's games you want McGregor in. Um, but for me, I mean, it should be always, always Tam. Definitely domestically anyway. At times he can get lost in Europe, but then that's because at times we're having to sit in defence so far back, so he can kind of get up the field. Yeah. Um, but nah, yeah, there, is, there is definitely times where you play. You know, I, I, for me, I, I, part of me still says, as I said before, if Tam's fit, Tam plays. 
but there are some situations, possibly the likes of like PSG away. Is that the best game to play, Tam, when you know you're not going to have the ball? Um, maybe not, you know. But then at the same time, you have to have an out ball. You have to have somebody that can hold up the ball halfway up the pitch. And, you know, if you're breaking out and... I don't know. I don't know. It's a difficult one. But no, Tam's, Tam's still the boss now. And he would win a fist fight. <laughs> Kieran, do you concur? Just by sheer oh, numbers. Absolutely, aye. Before hands, aye. There's no stop now. <laughs> Twice as many fists. What are we arguing about here? <laughs> um, so, predictions for Anderlecht. Celtic versus Anderlecht. I'm going for a 3 now. I think once we get a goal or two, I think they'll be really pushing out to try and get back, and I think we'll get on on. But I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be one of those, another one of those European nights where we're going to really, really enjoy it. 2 1 Celtic Football Club for me. 2 1, 3 0. 3 1, why not? I'll take the middle ground there. Well, a clean sweep, so we can be pretty confident that that means that's done then. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, that's the game. We're in Europe and it's after Christmas, brilliant. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I want too much more on Twitter, although Mikomsky, Mkomsky, 90. I Justin 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 Thunder Lager uh, gave us a compliment, which was smart. Uh, so, in referring to us, the, the the trio of cynics that's hosting it, the the podcast, they described us as the boss, the freight train, and Captain Hansen, aka the New Avengers. I'm quite happy with that. So, thank you. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, take that. Thank you. And uh, what I'll do because he's done that because I'm a nice fellow, he'd asked us to. Um, retweet his mate's new EP which we've done um, so if you want to give that a wee listen you can check our timeline out it's been retweeted or his own it's a Lost Cause an album by Mark Sharp on Spotify so Boom. give it a wee go uh, also check out 90minutescynic.com for the latest uh, edition of the supplement it's heavy good isn't it it's dead good uh, it's a proper shiny it's proper shiny. Downloadable as a PDF, readable as those web type pages, i.e. You know, the internet. Um, but loads about Celtic, about European football, all sorts of different stuff going on there. Give it a wee go. Um, if you like it, give it a wee RT or a wee shout out on the old Twitter or whatnot. <coughs> Anything else you gentlemen want to add before we... I Please give us some reviews on iTunes. Um, just positive ones and some ratings five stars please um, no less <laughs> but gonna actually do it though if you're listening to this and you're thinking oh aye that's cute gonna actually just take the time to do it it helps aye get it done pal aye just do it go on you listen every week why no exactly it's like one of those apps that you use on your phone and then it comes up do you want to rate it and you just say no you always say no see this time say aye aye He's five, it. He's five stars. You're, you're no paying for it. Not yet. We haven't, we haven't well, done that yet. Yeah. Uh, it's free. Exactly. Uh, so get a wee five stars. Uh, Kieran Harren, thank you very much. You've been... It's been fun, the as rock, always. The rock of this podcast, I would say. A solid foundation. I do my best. Thank you very much. Louis McCaffrey. Absolute pleasure. 
It's been great to be be in your home. It's been our pleasure. Minus your hair. Minus your hair. I've been. (laughs) (laughs) That is a disappointment, Louis. Yeah, well, I shaved the head. I'm sorry. It had to happen. Well, you know. I mean, it's, it's better in the shower, isn't it? Just out. Shake your head, basically. You're like, Doug, shake your head and it's done. Oh, I know, it's brilliant, man. It was taking too long because I was having to blow dry it and straighten it and all that. And, you know, I've got my life back. <laughs> I've got time to be on the podcast. Beautiful. If That's only Christian, Brian and Salmani would shave their region. <laughs> we might see them more often. <laughs> the challenge is out. Boom. They probably won't listen, so they won't hear that. No, exactly. Um, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, we have been 90 Minutes Cynic. You can get us on Twitter, at 90 Minutes Cynic, on Facebook, uh, same idea, uh, on the Instagram, and um, as I say, 90minutescynic.com for uh, lots of interesting football and mainly Celtic articles, but lots of other ones as well. So we'll give that a wee check out. Um, any quizzes tonight? Because quizzes are shite. <laughs> Correct. Boom. But uh, thanks very much for listening, and we will catch you soon. <laughs> <laughs>